When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Betches Media presents the Betches Brides Podcast, a show for the wedding obsessed and the brides who are stressed, because after all, it's only one day of your life. Hello, and welcome back to Betches Brides. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I'm Nicole Pellegrino. And, and I'm happy to be back. back. <laughs> we are back recording post-Thanksgiving. Um, how are you feeling? How's the, how's the planning going? How's everything? It's good. What? Oh, I have finally finished. The, I thought this day would never come. Finally, I've finished um, our focus test inventory counseling, which if you guys haven't listened yet, go listen back to our pre-Cana episode. Um, we got our certificate that we've completed the counseling. So I Look think next... Yeah. So we've completed the focus test. So next steps there. It's not over though. That's the thing. Next steps. Um, we have to actually do pre cana which I've been talking to people and they're like, a lot of people. Oh, you like, just did the pre thing. You didn't actually do the, okay. Just the pre. It took, I mean, it, I, it, our last meeting was two hours on a Friday night and it was like, it, it, it really just takes a while. But like we talked about in the episode, it really does. Like I turned to Mike after and he was like, that was helpful. Like that's stuff we would have never discussed together if we hadn't been forced to. So so you're, you're getting married in a church. Outside yes. of the church, but under the Catholic, it's going to be a Catholic sacrament out, but outside of the church. Cause Maryland so like on the church that. lawn or something like, I don't know. <laughs> Mm-hmm. At our venue, it's hard to explain. So our venue has this giant, um, uh, what's it called, balcony, and it's outside and looks over like the water. So the ceremony is going to be out there. And then, you know, if COVID doesn't ruin our lives, uh, the then the reception would be in the ballroom that's like attached to this balcony. It's nice because it's all in the okay. place. So you're not doing this to get married in a church. You're just doing this because it's like a religious uh, custom. Right. And one of the, well, Maryland is one of the, I think two states, don't quote me on that, in the country that lets you do a Catholic ceremony outside of the church, which is pretty cool. So usually they have to be I didn't know there was like different Catholic laws by state. Mm. Like every state has its own. Diocese. That's what it's. Got it. A a child of God through this podcast. Through this wedding planning. Look at you. And you're having a priest marry you, I assume. Deacon. You're having a priest marry? Deacon. A, okay. A deacon, What's the difference? Yeah. Jordana, this is where you're showing my, my flaw. Oh. <laughs> so the priest, I think, is like higher up. The deacon we <laughs> was the only one who um, 
who would do it's this whole complicated scenario go back I think I talked about it in the episode but basically um we we couldn't find a priest in Maryland since we're not from that diocese and don't belong to it who would marry us so we found this deacon through the priest at a church so he's willing to he's this kind kind old man I've got to actually contact him and see how he's doing (laughs) but um he's gonna be reminder call your deacon right check in on your deacon kids yeah okay Uh, what about you where are you in planning um I just signed my contract with my um with with my venue Mm -hmm. um and I did my hair and makeup contract and I'm very excited I'm hoping that uh the world is that vaccine comes soon not only for obviously the the world um but so that I can have my destination international wedding I know a lot of people I got some dms about um questions about destination weddings especially right now so maybe we can do an episode um and I can answer any information I found out I've told you I'm getting married in Mexico in Playa del Carmen um so I'm very excited about that and now, do you, guys you have, have any- things in your contract that specify um COVID stuff yeah of course yeah um no yeah that I mean we did a lot of back and forth with our venue but they were very like um accommodating to that and we have a you know we have a postponement clause about that's like um just where we have like until 60 days before the wedding like if Mm -hmm. we don't like the state of the world like we can push it um or if that's amazing if they if they physically can't do it there like if they're not allowed to like there's refunds available definitely like that was like a definitely big stressful part about it and also because it's a destination wedding um you want your guests to feel really safe in booking that if they Mm -hmm. that if they need to postpone or they need to cancel that they can get their money back so that was um it's like a little it's a little bit of an extra thing to keep in mind when you're negotiating just make protecting your guests that's a huge um, tip. Sure they that don't lose any money. Yeah. I've heard horror stories of even hotel blocks international for international wedding or for uh, domestic weddings. People, you know how you reserve a hotel block. Some hotels aren't letting their guests like get refunds and stuff. So, th- I mean, I think the best takeaway is get it for anything you're doing. Make sure there is some sort of corona clause in there like you said that says like if we don't like the state of the world up to this amount of days we can uh get our refunds or you know postpone without a fee just make sure that's all in writing for everything and then also i think when you look into like um these kinds of like i think another thing if you're if you're a new co if you're a bride that's gotten engaged during during covid it's like also when you're booking with a vendor, just kind of making sure that there's clauses in there in case they were to go out of business, because obviously like Mm -hmm. it's a tough time for venues. It's a tough time. Really don't know who will be. um, I mean, it's tough to say some, some places go out of business and then you would be, you wouldn't get your money back. So I think it's important to one, either book with venues that you kind of know are established or still making money or not, or don't have that risk. Um, Mm -hmm. or if you can also to just make sure that like your payments are like staggered in a way or, or separated in a way that you're not paying too much upfront that maybe like a lot of it is like end loaded, um, so that you'll have a better idea of how the venue's doing before, you know, you give the bulk of the money that you might not be able to see again. Right. Remind me, do you have a planner helping you do this stuff? I do have a planner. Um, it's probably so helpful. 
Yeah, because it's a destination wedding because um it's in a country where I don't I don't right. speak the language. Um obviously like um uh, it's very lucky that like most of the people that I'm talking to also do speak English, but I also like uh, I think there can be like communication gaps, so I think it's good to have mm-hmm. someone who's like very um bilingual and like and you know yeah. very much understands she, what I'm looking for. She she's done a lot of she's done a lot the of these contracts? at these yeah, she's helping me with the contracts, making sure those clauses are in there, making sure that, again, like the guests are protected. That was like a big thing for us. It's mm-hmm. like, obviously, we want to protect ourselves, but we don't, don't want like your guests to feel jipped. Yeah. want everyone to feel like, comfortable booking that they can that they know that they have flexibility in canceling if they don't feel comfortable more close to the wedding. Mm-hmm. No, so, I was yeah. I used to be anti planner. I used to be like, I can do it myself. This is easy. Like and I think, you know, before Corona, a lot of brides felt like they could you know, take on the planning and they still might. And you know what, if you do go girl, more power to you. But nowadays I'm like, uh, we, I have a planner and she's technically for month of, but she's amazing and helps us like with some of the pre-planning leading up and just giving advice for Corona situations, which, you know, she's obviously new to as well. And I think that's such a helpful, whether you're getting married in the country or destination, I think like just having all the help you can get, especially with the legal contract stuff. Yeah. I think if you can afford it, it's a great option. Obviously, like some people, um, you know, it, it is, it can be expensive. I think you can find there's a, there, there's a very wide range, I think, in the amount that, that different planners charge. Um, oh, yeah. So if you can afford it, it's a great option. And then also for me per, in particular, I also wanted a planner because I'm not really that like, I'm not that good at like visuals or like yeah. Um. Like I know like a general sense of what I want, but I don't really know how to like bring that to life. Mm-hmm. Um. So I in in looking for a planner, I was looking at like other weddings she did, and just to see like if she could make them in the style that like I that I want yeah. and I like because I am although I I know what what I like or what I don't like, I also don't know how to. I don't know how to create like a, the floral aesthetic that I want, even if I know like this looks good or this doesn't look good. Do you know what I, I mean? I am. Oh, oh, I know what you mean. I'm a literal like 12 year old when it comes to I I don't I can't like match colors like it's a known yeah, thing. I have like, no I, idea any of that <laughs> stuff like coordination or. Yeah, no. And like if the little I details. It, I'm terrible with the little details. Same. If I tried to do the design aspects like on my own, it would end up being like either too safe and too boring, like all black and white or something. Or it would just like look like a clusterfuck of a 12 year old who tried to plan a wedding with her yeah I mean a beautiful wedding is kind of like an art like it's like yeah you know what I mean it, it like if you do it right and I don't have that skill at all and I can admit that um <laughs> and I think with people who do have that skill like it's amazing so that's and that was another big reason I wanted a planner just because like although I can plan things like logistically I don't really mm-hmm. have like that visual eye um oh yeah so I'm excited about having that and if you're if you're a bride who does have that I think you're very lucky you know what I mean like you have like you have the vision for how you want like the whole thing Mm -hmm. to be like that's not really I need help (laughs) you need the eye for it you either have it or you don't you and I do not (laughs) there we go when it comes to the plant-based eating debate there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy of course we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. 
By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. But um, you were saying, so you were polling the Betches Rides audience this weekend, right? About Yes. So since it was the holidays and some people chose to not spend with family, some people went through safety measures so that they could or they were already quarantining with their family, whatever. Um, Since, you know, the holidays bring up feelings of family and in-laws, I put out a poll asking what's the craziest thing your in-laws have done. And we got, I mean, I only posted just a handful. So stay tuned for parts two, three, four, five, and so on. But I mean, we got the craziest questions. These, I, it made me thankful, sorry to rub it in, that I do truly like my mother-in-law. Obviously she's not perfect, but I love her and she's way better than these ones. But um, I mean, there, I was just astounded. Like kind of the general themes we saw were, like there's a lot of body shaming and judgment from mother-in-laws body to brides. shaming really like saying like oh you need to lose weight before your you get your engagement photos done or you need to wow. lose weight to fit into your dress like that was shocking to me and just like it's insane. so crazy that someone would think that they would like be com- someone would be comfortable saying that to someone else anyone else let alone right. like someone that's about to enter your family that seems like nuts mm-hmm. to me and then um, we have like a lot of the crazy mother-in-laws that are kind of just like, you know, the ones that love can't let go of their son or want you to give them grandchildren right away, which always reminds me of like the Handmaid's Tale. I'm like, but are we just like put on this earth to bury you children? Right. Well, I but, think it's kind of like that's what they're like most excited about. It's not I don't think it's like this. I think 
mm-hmm. I've seen that or get that. It's kind of like it's also like what like that's the biggest part for them. Yeah. So should we get into some questions? Let's Sorry. do it. And we have one question that's about um, crazy in-law families. So I'm excited to get to that one. I think it's last. great. All right. Um, I'll read the first one. Hey, Jordana and Nicole. I love the podcast. It's been super helpful during the wedding planning process. I'll hopefully be an April 2021 bride. The issue I'm having is with my bridesmaids. I only chose four of my close friends for the bridal party. I've been a bridesmaid before and I know how expensive and time consuming it can be. I've been hyper aware of that with my own bridesmaids, but it feels like they're purposely trying to complicate things. For the bridesmaids dresses, I chose a reasonably priced website and a color and told them to pick the style of dress they like. I thought that was the end of the conversation. Two bridesmaids kept expressing to me how fun bridesmaids shopping in person would be. So I said, okay, and booked the appointment. I warned them about the prices, 150 and up. Um, then yesterday the maid of honor texts me that she went ahead and bought her dress online because with the black Friday sale, the dresses were $40. I told her that's why I suggested the website. She then told me about how the dress she bought online is plain and how she's going to embellish the dress, add lace and add something to the waist. She also told me that we need to pick out matching shawls. I've never (laughs) said anything about them customizing their dresses and I've never said anything about shawls. Um, The wedding is in April in Louisiana. It will be too hot for shawls. So I told her the dresses will all be different styles and there is no need to customize them further. She then proceeded to argue with me that her embellishments to her dress will barely be noticeable and that she should not have told me about her plans for the dress. Um, So she's saying like she regrets telling her, I guess, about Mm -hmm. about these plans. She would have just done it secretly. (laughs) Um, I was completely surprised that my close friend and maid of honor was telling me and not asking me about the bridal party look. I'm already stressed enough wedding planning during a global pandemic, and I'm not going to alter my wedding vision to please them. I'm trying to be reasonable here and keep things simple. Do I cancel the bridesmaid's dress appointments? Appointment? How should I talk to them about this? I truly feel like I'm not being unreasonable here. So this one has a lot of layers and I liked it because we haven't really talked about bridesmaids dresses too much. So, right. What are you doing for yours? I did the thing where I said all black, we're going to do three different styles. So there's nine of them, nine of them. Yeah. Nine of them. And then my maid of honor. It's not black tie. I why did I decide black? Honestly, I was between nude or black because you know I love a neutral tone. And then nude, I was like, it might wash people out and they might not be like tan enough, whatever. I forget why I decided. Right. Yeah. I think black is like the black is like the 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 chill bride color. Yeah. Because it's like I I I mean, if I wasn't getting married on a beach, I would have done black. But it's like too weird. Yeah, but yeah. Black. I mean, love when the I love when the bridesmaids. I've been a bridesmaid a ton of times, and I love when black is a thing. It's literally because you could wear you could one. It's cheaper because you could rewear a dress you've worn before. That's just mm-hmm. the color. Um, and two, it's just like um, everyone looks like everyone good looks in a black good. dress. Yeah. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Everyone loves wearing a black dress. You can, and if it's a cool style, even better. Like, and that's kind and of you can how rewear I it. Thinking. That's what. Yeah, like, you're right. And I yeah. like the look of a bridal party in all black with the men in black and white. But then, long story short, we ran into an issue where Mike was like, "I don't want to wear black and white actually, because I think I look like a waiter in black and white." And I did not see that coming because I had made my decision with the black bridesmaids dresses before even. I didn't think I needed to consult Mike's feelings about his tux. So now we're thinking like he might be in a different tux and we might just put him, his groomsmen in black and white. So he'll stand out. But anyways, um, yeah. So I told, I picked three different styles and I said, 
three of you can be in each one so that there's nine total. And then my maid of honor, my sister is going to wear like a completely different dress. I'm kind of just going to let her like run with it and pick her own whatever she wants. But so what do you think about this girl situation? So for this girl, I think she I I feel for her and I'm going to give her advice on what to do. But starting from like layer one in this, I think she needs to just be very clear with and this goes for all brides. Be very clear with what you want because she started by saying I chose she started by saying like I sent everyone to this website and then some people said like it would be fun to go shopping in person so then I changed it to like not this website and now we're going shopping in person so I agree with you because like you're she's like sending a little bit of a confusing message so I think that like that is like led to it's sort of being a free-for-all of everyone thinking they can just choose what they want to do exactly and if you're going to be a free-for-all choose bride yeah if you're going to tell your bridesmaids that it can be a free-for-all and they can choose then you can't be too overbearing and like care really care too much when they choose what you might not have thought because you if you're going to be a chill bride you need to be a true chill bride it sounds like to me she kind of has more of a vision so she should have just taken a bit more control and let them know exactly like what they want or at least like what styles to look more at and pick um I think she does need to look on the good side it's it's a good thing that they want to go shopping in person that means they're into it they're having fun with it they're passionate and clearly this maid of honor is being so annoying by trying to embellish the dress like crazy but at the same time like try to have try to have a soft spot for her in a way because that just means she's she's into it at least she cares enough to try to embellish the dress right she wants to look great on your day she's like the maid of honor like I it's kind of like sweet in some ways that she like wants the dress to be like a certain way although again it's annoying that that if you had a certain way that you wanted everyone to look that she's not going with um what a lot of my friends do or what I've seen people do is like they kind of as they assign a different bridesmaid who they really like gets their vision and really likes their look to like approve the dresses. Oh, so they don't have to be like the bitchy person or they don't have to be like the annoying one. And they can sort of have their friend, they can sort of, they can, it's almost like having your lawyer um, speak to someone instead of you. Like you can have a good relationship with someone while having like someone else be the bad guy. So if you have a friend who like, doesn't mind being like a little bit more, uh, forward or it doesn't or you don't doesn't really care if people like think she's being annoying mm-hmm. you could have you could assign her to be like the person who approves the dresses and then she can tell your friend like actually we're not having anyone embellish the things and then you then you don't have to like get involved in it I love that I love it's we've said this before way long ago but the bride is the talent and the bridesmaids should be appointed as the managers or the agent who have to kind of like deal with the crazy drama and be the mean people where the talent gets to just be you know the the nice one and have fun I love appoint somebody to be who you do trust and if she doesn't have anybody in this scenario who she can appoint I think she just needs to tell her I don't think she should cancel the appointment I think maybe that could be like a fun thing and maybe a good way to get her bridesmaids in person and talk to them and sit down with them I just think she just needs to be honest and be like, look, I'm first of all, I'm so thankful that you are into it like this. I, you know, I love your fun personal style and how you like to embellish things. But 
for this, I really do have a specific wedding vision. And she can say like, sorry, if I wasn't clear enough about my vision at first, but my vision is that these shawls will not be in the picture. And the shawls thing is weird though, too. Cause I, yeah, I would just be like, I would almost like, I think your way is the great is great like to apologize almost like make it your fault but like appeal to like could she do you a favor almost instead of being like you're being rude because that doesn't really help I think you could say like I'm so sorry like I've really like I think I've like I didn't organize this well um Mm -hmm. and I know I've been a little over the place I would really like love it if there was a uniformity among the bridesmaids Mm -hmm. um and you know like maybe let her do one of the things she wanted to do to the dress that wouldn't be that big of a deal, especially if she's the maid yeah. of honor, like something cool, but not something yeah. that don't think infringes upon your like total vision. Yeah. Or like this if she wants to-, to wear, she'd be like, if you want to wear a shawl, that's cool. Although like she'll probably ditch it anyway because it's going to be so hot. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe she can wear the shawl just like to the venue. I don't know. Um, This goes back to two, like the point I know we've talked about before. It's like, when it it is it's so easy to be frustrated by like your bridesmaids wanting to look a certain way on the wedding day but when it comes down to it like try not to let that get to you like I would just worry about about more what you look like as the bride and stuff and you know if they're gonna want to do little extra things try to let it go I agree I feel like the bridesmaid pictures are like like, what are you really doing with those? Yeah, you're not framing those. Do they? Like, in their home? No. I, I mean, I don't think. They go into, like, an album. I don't know what people do. Yeah, I get people get, like, particular, like, especially, like, again, if it's your vision, I would try to, like, compromise there somehow. And again, like, even if you don't really think you're to blame, kind of, like, giving them conceding that, like, you might have had some part in this mm-hmm. error of being on the same page, I think will make will make her more wanting to help you than, like, wanting to fight with you. Right. Love it. Point point of the matter is just be as clear when it comes to those because and I, my bridesmaids personally uh, um, was it? appreciated being like me being like, OK, you three wear this dress. You three wear. they were like, thank you. We, we love them all. So can't go wrong. That kind of thing. So, um, OK, next question. In the market for investment worthy bags, watches and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Okay, you want to read it? Yeah. Hi, ladies. I love your podcast dearly. My fiance and I are getting married in early 2022, and my best friend slash maid of honor is getting married in late 2021, where I will also be her maid of honor. I am her only bridesmaid, and she is one of my six. We both agreed bachelorette parties seem stressful and agreed to have a co-bachelorette party with just us two somewhere all-inclusive for a few days, travel and safety permitting, of course. The problem is one of my bridesmaids is our mutual friend since middle school. 
three musketeers since middle school kind of deal. The problem is we know she will be incredibly hurt if we don't invite her. That being said, we have traveled with her in the past and she is extremely difficult to travel with. It has only gotten worse the older we've gotten and the more she's, the more wealth she's obtained. It is her way or the highway. She has different priorities. She needs three hours to get done up with we barely wear any makeup. She doesn't like swimming or hiking like us. Okay, real quick. This girl sounds like an actual hell to travel with and just often brings up a lot of drama. We really just want to go just us two, but I have no clue how to break it to her because she is notorious for self-inviting or holding grudges, if not included. And our reasoning will would definitely hurt her feelings. I hope I don't sound like an asshole, but my best friend and I have similar interests and temperaments and have vacationed with each other since children. We don't want this important trip to end up like our other trips with her. Okay. Um. So when I hear this, it sounds to me like you don't actually like this person that much. That's what I, oh my God. I literally, when I read this, I was like, why do you care about her if she sucks so much <laughs> to travel with? Like, that's right. what I was thinking. Well, it's kind of like what you're you're saying is like, this seems like a classic case of someone is your childhood friend and you've grown up and you've sort of grown apart to be like slightly different people. And doesn't mean that like they're, I don't think anything she's doing is that bad. It just seems like she has a different style than them. Like, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. She doesn't like to swim or hike. That's not a crime. She doesn't, she takes a while to get ready and do her makeup. Like, that's also fine. Like, I don't think that like, that's like such a value difference. Like, oh, like you're a terrible mm-hmm. person. Um, I get you're saying like, she's like, it's her way or the highway. That part maybe like is where you don't get along, but it doesn't, it sounds, if I were her and you didn't invite me and I thought I was your third really good friend, I would be pretty offended because to me, this is a sign that you don't really like me, that I'm, you don't really consider me one of your best friends because you don't want to, you Look don't want to spend those. an extended period of time with me. Right. So I think the question here, like this is almost the symptom. The actual issue here is that you have this friend that you've already been friends with for so long that you don't actually feel a connection with anymore. Yes. But at the same time, I'm wondering, and we don't know this based on her email, but is this where like, I'm wondering if they are really cool with each other in everyday life and maybe they talk and maybe she's a really good friend and listener, but just sucks to travel with. Because I do think that's a thing. There are people who just are not easygoing and, are like you see a different side of people on vacations I feel like like that's why they say you know travel with your significant other because that's when you see the real you see the stressed outside of people when they travel that's a fair point I think and if and to take that into consideration if that's the case and they really do like her and like hanging out with her but they just don't think she's great on vacations here's what I would do I would write up an itinerary for this vacation Mm -hmm. say this is like our joint bachelorette um, here's the itinerary. This is everything we're doing. I know you are like, I know some, like you don't really like doing a lot of these things, but I just want you to know like ahead of time. So you don't feel like, um, upset or stressed about like all these things that we're doing. So she knows ahead of time, like this is not going to be like a non-active trip or if it's going to be like a high maintenance luxury trip. They keep saying, talk, they talked about her, her money and how that's maybe made her a little bit more like diva-esque. I think mm-hmm. you can say like, just lay out the kind of trip it's going to be and make sure she's aware of those expectations and if she has any pushback just be like this is what we like this is our joint bachelorette this is what we really want to do we'd love to have you there but like we don't really want to change the itinerary yep and then you're kind of putting the decision in her in her hands and she knows what she's getting into when she's coming that like she's gonna have to be chill about it or not and if she pushes back and is like well this seems like 
you know, what if I try to change it here? Just be like, we're not changing it. Like, this is what we really yeah. want to do. But again, like if you, if you're down with that, we'd love to have you. Yeah. And she can say too, I think to add to that, like, she could be like, if you, if this is not, we're not changing it. If you, if this is not what you like, you, I won't be offended if you don't want to come. And then maybe she gets her, she gets her ultimate wish where the girl says like, look, I don't want to come. It, it can just be you too. So, right. but I think if you don't even want to invite her while letting her know the rules, then she's not really your friend. Like if that's right. the real issue is just that she's like, takes a long time to get ready and like, doesn't like to swim or hike. Like, then this works but if mm-hmm. the, but if the actual issue is that like you just don't like hanging out with her for that long and you think she quote unquote starts a lot of drama and is like not a person that you like hanging out with then I think you really need to like reevaluate your friendship because yeah if I were her and I thought two people were like my really good friends and they didn't invite me on this trip because they don't then I'd be like you're not really my you're not my best friends like my two best yeah. friends didn't invite me on a trip I'd be like That'd be a sign to me. And I don't think she'd yeah. be thinking that. Yeah, very true. Way to get real, real to the crux of that, that one. <laughs> Sorry to, to be, this is about your terrible friendship. But like, also know. though, this is a weird scenario because very unconventional. You usually see bachelorettes with at least four people. And so this, yeah, I mean, this is, this is less of a wedding related bachelorette and more of like a friend issue. And friend right but trip. they're not saying like we just wanted it to be the two of us that's not we're not inviting her we're kind of they're kind of saying like we don't like her yeah and travel or we don't i don't some in some cases it kind of does seem like indicative of her overall personality if they're saying like with her more with more wealth she's gotten mm-hmm. and that again i think that happens a lot with childhood friends and i think this happens a lot around weddings where it's like again you're forced to designate who you want to be in your like inner circle and then you're and makes you think about your friendships and makes you think like oh am i just friends with this person because i always have been or do i yeah. really value this person's friendship in a way that like they really add to my life and i feel like a real connection to them yeah we've seen a lot of brides choose uh, to put in their bridal party choose to put a childhood friend just because they've known them longer and and that childhood friend takes the place of a best friend that they've known for a short period of time but that's a real that's a really good friend to them and that they know will be a better friend for long term so i think you've got to like even starting from square one of choosing your bridesmaids you've got to really think like who really deserves this spot or like Don't who is really meaning it's more than who deserves it because I've one I don't even think like anyone people necessarily want it in the same way that the bride thinks that they want it <laughs> um but like you don't do you deserve to spend all this money and be my bitch for like six months it's more <laughs> like I think like who who is actually really meaningful to me and who do I want up there with me who do I want to like mm-hmm. feel like they're really involved in my wedding day because they mean so much to me right right Should we do our last one, which is about in-laws? I'm excited about it. Yes. Get (laughs) into it. All right. Um, So she writes, the best part about this podcast is people are able to ask these tough questions, tough to answer questions that even Google can't seem to help out with. So here's mine. My fiance's older brother is not kind to me at all. Since I've been dating my fiance, he mocks just about everything I say and often makes rude comments towards me. For example, I've been a runner for a long time, but I had a bad injury this summer and haven't been able to run for a while. He often makes comments that I'll never run again, or he'll ask, are you even an athlete anymore? He also refuses to wear a mask in the middle of a pandemic and will shout in my face maskless. That's a monster. 
I feel very uncomfortable around him and like I can't even be myself. He always he's always been kind of nasty towards me, but it's really starting to bother me more, especially since he considers my fiance to, as his as his best friend. I brought up my concerns to my fiance and he insists his brother is like this to everyone, which isn't a lie, but I'm just not just anyone. My fiance has asked me to come over for little family get togethers, but it always turns into a fight because I don't want to go over and see his brother. My fiance says he'll talk to his brother, but he has yet to do that. Any advice? Signed a very scared sister-in-law to be. I like this one because we usually, we never rarely hear about like the brother-in-law. Yeah. Yeah. Sister-in-law we get, but brother, um, my first inclination with this, why is the fiance allowing these comments? And she said she's brought up her concerns to her fiance and he's kind of sweeping it under the rug and just saying like, you know, he's like this to everyone. Don't, but like, we've got to, I love putting ownership on the man in the situations. He's, he's allowing these to happen. And clearly she's feeling uncomfortable and, He's just allowing her to feel like that because of these. Right. I think you can only control like what you can control. Right. So for her, I, I get it. He's kind of like my, it sounds like his brother is like making these comments sarcastically like, oh, you'll never run again or something like that. Maybe right. that is, I can see where a situation where, where his brother is like, that's, he's just like a sarcastic kind of like dry person. And like some people think he's right. funny. So he probably does it. And like people like you don't or whatever. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Like it's about to, it's up to the brother or the, it's up to her fiance to like um, protect her in this instance. So I think he should be talking to her brother, but like she can't control that. Right. What she can control is like her interactions with people whose personality she doesn't like and who make her feel uncomfortable. So I think right. it's kind of like the next time you get into a fight because you don't want to go over and see his brother, you can say like, listen, I've asked you to talk to your brother when your brother says those things to me, it makes me feel like he doesn't respect me. It makes me feel really bad. I don't like it makes it just hurts my feelings. So I don't want to I don't I want to protect myself since it doesn't necessarily seem like you're really trying to protect me. So I need to protect myself. So I'm not going to go. If you can talk to him and make him and make it so that he stops saying these things, since I've clearly told you it hurts my feelings. Like if you can talk to him and do that, I'll gladly go over if you if he stops doing right. that. But since He's still doing that. I have to make the choice to not go to protect myself. But like, I would love to go if the situation changed. So that mm-hmm. then it's like his problem, not your problem. Right. And I, I wonder if like they've ever tried to just like sit down, maybe even the two of them, like her and her fiance. And if it's really this bad as she's like making it sound like, has she ever sat down and tried to address it directly with him. Um, I've recently become a giant fan of I feel statements. My therapist has taught me how to use them. <laughs> and they really do work. Like I've tried them out. We'll get into that another time. But um, they really do work well. And truly like you, she can, she, I think she goes to him and says like, look, I feel very uncomfortable. I feel disrespected. I feel insert word here. Um, when you make comments like this, like, and see if it's received well. And then if, you know, if not, then like you said, I think just avoid him at all costs. It sucks, but, or try to identify like, you know, is he just like that when you guys go over to the house? Is he, does he feel more comfortable on his own turf kind of thing? <laughs> like, I don't, are there any it environments? Like it's just his personality, which like, yeah, okay, I mean, it could be also like, maybe she thinks maybe her fiance thinks she's being a little sensitive. Right. Right. Which is like fine. But I think like, 
maybe she is, but that's who she is. And that's who he's marrying. So like, he knows that and he's marrying her. So it's his, his job to like, again, protect her, even if he doesn't necessarily agree that it's like as offensive as she does. I don't think that's the issue at hand here. The issue is that whatever is happening makes her feel uncomfortable. And I can see why you'd be uncomfortable sort of like stating your feelings to your fiance's brother who you might not be that comfortable with. And you don't necessarily like, I think your advice is really good. If they're like, if you're in like a, a calm, maybe private situation where you could say like, Oh, like, when, like when he makes one of those comments, you could say, um, actually, brother-in-law, like it makes me feel like when you when you say stuff like that, it really makes me feel bad. Like, could you not stay say that anymore? Like, I, it hurts yeah. my feelings. Like, I'm which like, I mean, feels weird to say, but like then he'll actually feel like you said, like whole on. It's not like an attack. You're just saying how it makes you feel. Right, right. And, and my therapist says, we're all allowed to feel how we feel. So nobody can really argue with your feelings because right. they're, they're your feelings. Which is why an I feel statement, I think, is like very powerful <laughs> because it's someone like, what's he going to say to that? Like, yeah, well, I think like the worst thing that would that one would say is like, you're being really sensitive. It's not personal. Yeah. Yeah. It's like with in-laws, like they're always going to say little comments that annoy us and like, or people in general that were a little irritable around or that irritate us, but it's like, you know, choose how you react to it. Is it really bad? Then maybe address it. Or is it, are you kind of taking it and getting a little more offended than you should be? And should it just be like, should you just try to squash it and let it go like that kind of thing? So yeah, I do think there's a thing about choosing your battles and also just like remembering that whenever if you because you're going to have to be around him at least sometimes like that's not really something you're going to be totally able to avoid. But when you are around him and he does those things, just reminding yourself like to yourself, like this is not about me. This is not personal. Nothing he's saying is like. Mm about me personally it's whatever he's saying is about like him and how he feels about either himself or you know it is nothing to very most things people say that are rude have very little to do with the person they're saying them to it's much more about like them and their own inner personal problems so just try to remember that and hopefully that will help you not get as offended when you do have to be around them but I also think you have the right to protect yourself and if you find that that's something that makes you feel really bad I think you could say that to your fiance in that way again like not as an attack on his brother in just a way that's personal in terms of like when he says this i feel like that and like i'm sure you don't want me to feel like that right right i feel like this episode we channeled our inner therapist or maybe just channeled our um our therapist's advice because this was a very interpersonal episode with these questions i think everyone has a right to protect themselves um yeah and to do what's what's best for for them um all right let's replay some games yes our favorite game runaway bride so if in case you guys don't know the scenario um picture this you're at the aisle about to walk down the aisle to the altar to marry your beloved loved one that you've planned this whole wedding with and they tell you this okay what do you do do you stay or run away yes okay so the first one they hate all desserts and never want you eating sugar ever again. I mean, and I'm I'm walking away from anyone who who thinks they're going to control what I'm going to do or not going to do ever again. If they don't want to eat sugar ever again, that's cool with me. They can do them, but like any if if you replace desserts with like anything, like I would be out just on the sense of like you're not Yes. Yep. Like, I'm a, 
you're not about to own me. Like I'm going to be doing whatever I want to do. I'll never forget. I had a friend. I hope she doesn't listen. I had a friend in college that um, her boyfriend told her that he doesn't like when she shaves her leg legs. <laughs> like okay. he was like, I don't want you shaving your legs anymore. Like just don't. And we all were like at the time we were all like, okay, he's psycho and controlling and like doesn't want her to like have shaved legs just in case like other guys like her legs I don't know but I will never forget like that was the reason I I, well that's what we think because there were other things that made us think he was psycho and controlling and like jealous but it was just very I remember being like what (laughs) What?" I think there's a difference between like I prefer when like I like you I I think you look hot with your legs not shaved or something (laughs) versus like you cannot do this. Do you know what I mean? Like you can have a preference. Right, like right. I prefer my mic to like, you know what I mean? Like have, a, I prefer when his face is like shape as a clean cut shave or something yeah. like that. But I'm not going to be like, you can never have facial hair. It's more like, I like this right. look for you. If you don't, if you choose not to do it, like it's fine. But like, I'm letting you know my preference. Right. Right. You're, and that's, that's normal. I tell right. Mike, I prefer him looking a certain way all the time. But yeah, I don't this also like desserts. This one specifically like, no, bitch, I'm eating sugar. Goodbye. Right. Okay. So I, would, I think we would both run away. Yes. They believe in marriage, but they're doing this for you. What do you what do you say? I would probably be like, well, all of these I'd be like, why the fuck are you just telling me now? But I would I would probably run away from the wedding I I would pull out of the wedding and I'd say like let's not get married then and let's just talk about this on the side and be together because that's the thing a lot of people chances are all of you listeners believe in marriage or else you probably wouldn't be listening to this but this day and age a lot of people are like anti-marriage and that's fine too but is it is it terrible to do something because it's important to the other person you're you're with when it's like it doesn't matter to you much either way that's like a good people, point. I mean, other sometimes I'm kind of like, okay, like let's change this to like a more easy topic. Like they're like, I don't really like to travel, but because you really do, like I'm down to go on like an exotic honeymoon. Right, right. Like in some ways, it's kind of like I'm not, and I'm not saying that that's like a good thing or a bad thing necessarily, but I do think in some ways it's like if it doesn't matter to them either way, but you care, you care about it, so they're doing it. I think in like some ways it's it's kind of okay unless it's they're like unless there are other parts of the marriage thing that they won't be doing like they're like oh I don't agree with monogamy or I don't agree with like right like this is kind of like I think people do things for their partners that they don't want to do all the time because they love them like a lot yeah almost like in some ways seems nice to me although like it would I would I would hopefully want the person to be like really excited and into the whole marriage thing but I wouldn't be I wouldn't I don't think I'd leave I think I one I would be like I think we should have talked about this earlier like you said for all but I think I would still do it and it's not like you're asking him to do something like scary or bad like jump off a cliff with you like you're asking him to do something happy which is marry or in your it makes you or it's it's a value it's important to you and they want to make you happy right like they're they're gonna do it as long as it wouldn't be like something that would that that they would hold over my head be like oh every time I got into a fight like I didn't want to get married anyway like that would be really annoying and unhealthy but I think if they were they're doing it and they're like down to be like in it Mm -hmm. for real um as if then it but it's not but but they wouldn't but if if you never wanted to marry they'd be okay with it too I think I'd stay 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You you changed my opinion with your logical point of view. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> All right. Oh, and the audience, you guys submitted these, by the way. So good job. They show up to the wedding very drunk. This would be really annoying for me. Uh, I'd I, be very upset. I'm like mad just thinking about right. like doing that. I like like blacked out drunk show up to your wedding. Yeah, I, they're like wasted. I would be so mad. My blood is boiling. Oh, it's tough though. Would you stay or run away? Like, I, I, I don't know. I feel like I'd still do it, but I'd be so mad. Yeah, and I'd like. <laughs> I'm not, not doing them. it because they like. You know what I mean? It's like especially yeah. if we would, we would get married like a different day when they were. But I would be like, I would find we we would definitely be like, once they sobered up, they would they would definitely be feeling really shitty about it because I would give it to them. But what's your stance on getting you and Mike when you have your wedding, getting drunk at the wedding? Like, do you want what's because I know people brides sometimes brides feel like very strongly about like no drinking at their wedding whatsoever. Oh, really? Um, I mean, I would like to be I would like to start drinking like towards the middle to the end. Mm-hmm. and like pace myself I'm not that good at it so I'm gonna be working on that's one of the things I'm gonna be working on leading up to the wedding like I'm usually Same. like I because I get really tired when I sleep and I also can black out mm-hmm. so I want to remember everything so I'm trying to be like buzzed but not like wasted which is what I would love for Same. him too it's gonna be hard because like I feel like I feel like it's a really hard thing to do to like get to that perfect level of like I'm having right. a great time I'm like dancing I'm loose but I'm not like too drunk or like I'm not gonna remember this I think a tip for anyone listening don't like think you're doing a nice thing if you like go get the bride and groom a shot from the bar like it's open bar like we're paying for it anyways you know when (laughs) you know when like you know when guests try to do that like as an act and it's and I get it like they don't want the bride and groom like going up to get their own drinks like that's fine but like it it adds up and you're getting them wasted get them a mixed drink yeah yeah but also like it's not like you're buying the drink so i i don't know when that well yeah sometimes like, they're like oh they're like dancing i don't want they don't want i don't want like i'll get them a drink so they don't have to go get it themselves because they're right, like right i get that i get like i'm probably the friend who like has done that and like sorry <laughs> i guess because i didn't know that was no, bad but that's like if the i i offer i'm like do you do you want me to grab you a drink i'm going to the bar and they're like yeah sure but like if you're just like that guy friend like i think mike has friends like this who have like just showed up to the groom with like shots on shots and it's like take the shot like if his friends try to do them that to him at the wedding I'm gonna be like back off because right I think I the idea is to like pace yourself and to yeah. like again make sure you're having fun but you're not like incoherent yeah which right. I, we should I wish we had there was an expert on how to drink at your wedding drink water in between every oh yeah that's a good and eat make sure you eat Mm-hmm. A lot of bar, a lot of open bars at weddings won't even do shots because it's like their policy. I don't know if mine will actually. Yeah. Anyway, well, that's our episode. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Please send your emails in to bridesatbetches.com. We love getting these. We love answering them. Um, bridesatbetches.com. And don't forget to rate, re- review, and subscribe. And we will see you next week. Till death do us part. Betches.